Hey guys, it's your host, Seth Goldstein, with Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. And I have a very juicy, important announcement. Ever wonder how cool and refreshing it would be to hear your own voice on iTunes? Your podcast made at a touch of a button? If you haven't heard about Anchor, you are totally missing out. It's the most easiest way to make a podcast super practical, and best part of all, it's free. It even has creation tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone on the go or computer in the comfort of your own home, guys. What's even better, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with minimum listenership. It's really that easy. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. What are you waiting for? Download your free Anchor app or simply go to anchor.fm to get started. Until next time, thank you. Goodbye. Hey, gang. Welcome to yet another beautiful episode of Juicy Divas Confessions of a Limo Driver with yours truly, Seth Goldstein and Jim Francis. Welcome you each and every other day. A brand new guest. Today's episode is one for the books, I guarantee you, for we have a wonderful actress, radio host, TV personality. Guys, come on, without further ado, let's welcome Elisa Giordana. Hi, Elisa. How are you? Hi, Seth. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. I am so stoked for uh you know the opportunity to be able to interview you thanks for coming on oh my pleasure i was happy to come on with you such a nice guy (laughs) um thank you and i and and you know what i gotta say uh i felt that you're also nice and i think sometimes we're nice to a fault isn't that the case (laughs) um uh i don't know um why you think i'm too nice (laughs) I, I think you're very nice. I think you're a very nice person. I'll tell you why. Yeah. Just so the audience knows, I um I was able to jump on your um wonderful podcast of a hodgepodge of colorful characters, uh, Kermit and Friends, um and it was a blast last Sunday. I got to tell you, um and you were super nice and and just gracious and and sort of like, uh just a straight shooter. Like there's just. You're very transparent, and I really appreciate that in today's you know day and age where everything is already uh, fabricated, if you will. Before you come on, you you know you got to miss you know you already have a uh, pre notions and stuff of what you're going to talk about and stuff. You know it's it's very scripted, and yours isn't by by length. So oh, I gotta tell you. cool! That's nice to hear. Yeah, and and you know we had a we had a, a, a time to chat a little bit, and, and you asked you know how I, I you know how I, I had met Andy, um, you know, and you know we met on the on the set of, of Less Than Perfect some time ago. So I was wondering how did you two meet? Um, so I have a friend in New York uh, named William Quigley. He's an artist, and I've been friends with him on and off for twenty years. And uh, he's friends with Andy, and he painted Andy, and that's how they connected. And he actually set Andy up on a date with my neighbor, Brandon. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so they went on a date. Yeah, so they went on a date. I have a good-looking neighbor named Brandon, and he's a gay neighbor. And uh, so, so Andy went on a date with him, and it went really bad. And I was called to the date. My neighbor called me, like an urgent call. And I went to the date and I I looked at Andy and he just looked so sad. He looked so Aww. sad and he was he was pretty drunk. And I looked at him and I thought, this is a person that is hurting so much. And um you just the don't- empathetic view came out. Yeah, I, I felt I felt for him. And my neighbor, sure. he was like a little drunk too, and he wasn't treating Andy that nice. And I just felt bad for Andy, just in general. And yeah. like I could just tell, he looked almost like a wounded animal, like he's been wounded, sure. and you could tell he's been tossed around. Oh, yeah. And uh, I mean, obviously, he he, you know, I was just at dinner with him last night, and this guy comes up to him, and he said, "I met you twenty years ago," 
and he was so excited. He was like so excited to see Andy. People, he oh, also he also yeah. gets treated well. Uh, you know, right. People come up to him and they're like, "Oh, I met you 20 years ago. It was the best day of my life." So he gets that. <laughs> he gets that yeah. kind of attention. But then also, I think people that he gets mistreated a lot because he's so broken. And he's so hurting that uh, I felt in my interaction with him that he was like a wounded animal and that I could help him. And I, I don't but think I'm right. For, you've yeah. fallen, you've fallen for the guy, right? You guys have kind of fallen for each other at this point. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I mean, he, there's so many things that I like about him, but like logically there's nothing. <laughs> so, okay. So yeah, let's, yeah. okay. But what are the qualities? Let's 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 talk a little bit about them, and then we're gonna jump into you know. I want to know about you, but I yeah. also clear you know definitely Andy's a part of you. So we want to yeah. know you know qualities about Andy. You know you being there with them, and you know for like a lot of people haven't. So yeah. what, what have you found? Uh, well, first I mean obviously he's like so funny, hilarious. His personality <laughs> right. is. I worked with, I, I used to work in like a, a financial uh, job, a corporate job. And uh, it was like 300 men there that I was working with. And Andy's personality is like, like, it's just so much above those people. It's just so funny and so dynamic and just right. so unique. If I would have met someone in, before like that, I, I would have loved them because he's just so fun to talk to he's so fun to talk to and he's so just naturally funny and gifted and yes. it's a it's a big it's a big talent because most people they just don't have that personality and it's it's just true i think it's just luck i mean yeah. he, was just, he was so blessed just the combination of his like funny looks you know cause some people are just some wow. people are just good looking you know but he's like funny looking in a way that's yeah <laughs> yeah he's quirky he, he's he's funny looking in a way that's very joyful yeah, and uh, it's like not intimidating at all, and none whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. So that's something else I like. So those are the things I like. The things that I don't like is just he. Um, he is like extremely difficult. Um, he's not malleable at all. You can't make him do anything he doesn't want to do at all. There's right. no, I have no control. I mean, it's it's out of control. He's out of control. And uh, he's tough. I, you know, I, I always, pro every time I go to dinner with him, I promise I'll never go again. <laughs> every time. Like last night, I mean, I had to pay for this huge bill. Yet again. <laughs> yeah, I had to pay for a huge bill. And I said, I'm not doing that again. I'll, I'll go on a picnic with him. If we go uh -huh. on a picnic, at least it'll be a reasonable price. That's fantastic. Why don't you guys go to like Griffith Park and have a picnic, yeah. uh, you know, during the week? Yeah, that would be, I think that would way be amazing. I, it's, yeah, it's. I think the money part is making me very resentful. Yeah. Okay. So you that's, think that's so? The main, yeah, that's the main part where I have like a lot of anger towards him, is I've just spent yeah. so much money on him, and it's not that he doesn't have money; he does, but he he just spends it on the wrong things, and he just is very yeah. irresponsible. And I never really, when I date, I don't look at. Um, like my first quality is not being responsible, but I think it should be actually. Now I, I'm yeah. changing the way I look at people because I used to just want to have fun and be with a fun person, but now it's like not all it's cracked up to be. Because I mean, you you could go broke dating someone like him. Um, <laughs> so, so that's what I don't I, like. I, yeah, you know, it's funny, and and thanks for sharing. That's uh, it's it's crazy because I, I remember Andy and just you're absolutely right about that. He's naturally gifted. It's yeah. organic. Yeah. It's like right off the cuff. He comes up with shit that norm, most com comics would have to uh, write down. So like the stuff just percolates in his mind and he'll just say stuff and you're like thinking, how the fuck are you not like on TV anymore? You know, he, he's like, so perfect you for any him? show, like any show that's on TV would benefit from him being on it. I, I believe and, that. It, it's it's a fact and i'm going to tell you not long ago i'm a huge fan of joe rogan and um you know he was talking about andy on there and you know because he worked with andy on a show many years ago and i thought that was cool that people remember andy um yeah they'll say like he's crazy andy but then who isn't in today's society and what is crazy i mean define crazy you know we all have a little of it so he's just in a whole other other dimension right now but once he gets his shit together 
Andy's has like, you know, I mean, for miles and years and whatnot, he's going to be able to entertain us. I, I, I really uh, believe so. Um, you know, I want to, I want to add to that. So, so you, you like, what it, do you like, do you enjoy dating like your common guy, meaning a person that's not in the spotlight or, or a person yeah, that's in the spotlight or does it matter to you? I've dated a lot of people and the people that know me from uh, Howard Stern and like other things, like they just uh, know the famous guys that I've dated, you know, they don't right. know like who the other guys are, but right. uh, you know, I, I have dated some regular guys um, and I would be open to that. I just haven't met anyone that stands out to me that much. Um, it's not like, right. it's not like regular guys are nicer than famous guys. They're not, I don't find that. So, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I dated some guys in finance and they were okay, but they weren't especially, uh, honestly, Benji was the nicest guy I've ever dated. He was the nicest one. Yeah. Ben Benji was the writer. You and him were writers on the show, right? On the Howard Stern show, just to yeah. clarify. Yeah. And Benji, he's like the yeah. nicest person I've ever met in my entire life. Like there's no one as nice as him. And he's just so, um, caring and he's so um he just cares about people in a really sure. deep way and he has a lot of love so i mean he's famous i would say and he's been nicer than most most regular guys so yeah i would date regular guy or famous guy right. i think i think it really depends on who's nice the nicest to me now and, did it uh, crush you <clears throat> did it crush you or did it hurt you in, in some degree where people were talking about how you were trying to use Andy, which I found kind of stupid and just plain old ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah. an out outlandish claim. Like, what the hell? Well, I mean, you know? okay, so, okay. Um, so when he asked me to marry him, I wasn't mm -hmm. expecting it. Cause I thought, I just thought he was completely gay. Cause his, like, his voice sounds gay, very gay. And then he like acts gay and he like, he, is talking he's on grinder so i just i didn't think there was a chance <laughs> there you know there's no i didn't think there was a chance of us getting together so i wasn't thinking oh i should use this guy i should marry this guy and use him like to be famous because i just didn't even that didn't even cross my mind because he just was so gay <laughs> so yeah I, I, you know i knew he i just figured there i didn't even look at him as a prospect Okay. And then right. he, he kept coming on like my show Kermit and Friends. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciated that. He came on every week and he was on time. And I know that is very hard for him to be on time yeah. every week. And you know, there's really nothing in it for him. He's famous He's enough. Usually he, yeah. Fashionably late. He likes to be fashionably late to everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And also he doesn't need Kermit and Friends. Like, <laughs> you know, he has so many bigger platforms. He could be on any podcast. He could be on Joe Rogan's podcast or someone like that, or Mark Marin. I'm sure he's been on both, but he, yeah. he didn't need to be on permanent friends. So I started to see him. I was like, is there something there where he just likes me? I was starting yeah. to think that I started to think maybe he just likes me because there's no reason for him to be on this. He doesn't get paid for it. And no. He doesn't get any more notoriety from it, really. So why is he doing it? Just to be nice? Like, I'm like, maybe this guy's really nice. And I was just really yeah. confused why he kept coming on it. And then one day at like six in the morning, he just said, do you want to get married? And uh, <laughs> I was really surprised. And I didn't even think of him as a prospect. I didn't even think of him. I never even hung out with him, really. I just didn't think anything of it. I was just like, man, maybe this guy's just really like wants to help me, um, right. you know, with my podcast or maybe he just like likes me or, I mean, he, yeah. he think he, he's doing something for no reason. <laughs> okay. So that's what was really confusing. So when he asked me to marry him, I, I was so no, first of all, no one has asked me to marry them before, including wow. Benji, who I was with uh, for over five years. And so when he asked me, I, I started to think maybe this is a good idea. I mean, he's, He's gay, but that's fine. Like we get along pretty well and he seems to appreciate me a lot more than other people do. He seems to really understand me and he appreciates me and like what I'm offering the world. So that was very flattering to me. So I just said, yes. And uh, since then, um, I, I wasn't really thinking too hard about it. I was just like, oh, this is fun. 
So right. you know, I, I announced it on my show, and uh, since then, my show has been it's covered. It's gotten out. It's 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 yeah. everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So since it's then, knowledge, girl. We know your secret. <laughs> yeah. So since then, like you know, the New York Post and the Daily Mail and Us Magazine, People Magazine, all the magazines, the uh, National Enquirer, they all covered this and covered permanent friends. You know, which is the podcast that he had no benefit of being in whatsoever, but. You know, they all they covered it and I it was so shocking. <laughs> the whole like uh <laughs> events were so shocking. It was shocking that he asked me to marry him. It was shocking that anybody cared. It was shocking. The whole thing was just shocking. And I, I it just made me think it's just you just never know what's gonna happen in life. And right. I I felt that maybe my my purpose, because I was looking for a purpose. Sometimes it just seemed like I was working at a corporate job and I just felt like that wasn't my, what I, I felt like I had more to offer the world and I still, I'm not sure what, but I, you I, do. I, I, thanks. Yeah. I thought maybe, maybe I can be helping this person. Everyone's tried. You're, you're, you're and if I, and let me, and if you don't mind me chiming in, I just wanted to say that um, you have lots of gifts. Other people can see them. Usually by and large, we cannot, or, you know, we just don't stop and really think about it. But you have a lot to offer. Great voice. Awesome personality. You're a water sign. You're, like, generally empathetic like a lot of us are. I'm a Pisces. So um, what what happens is I, I think that you're that perfect person. And, and, and why I said I'm happy that, honestly, when, you know, when I was talking about Andy, everything I said is totally true. I think on God's timing... Andy's going to come around and Andy's going to be a huge testimonial for a lot of people out there that have been struggling with substance. Now, having you by this by his side, which is the angel, that angelic uh, angel that he needs by <clears throat> by his side is the only way for him to get through. Because I don't know if you noticed, which I'm sure you have. Um, it's pretty I mean, it's conceivable on any fucking given day to find him with just random people because they want Andy, the celebrity around them and they're able to provide drugs and hey I'll, I'll hook you up with this hey i'll hook you up with that just so that they can get a piece of andy but people that truly care about him maybe his kids and he has a daughter lucas his son yeah. and uh, or maybe one other i'm not sure um but but he has true family he has it, it's it's two and they love him to death listen but you being by his side is is awesome and and i'm very happy for andy in that respect because when i met andy it was like yeah he was partying i just never thought that the party would continue as long as it has and so i'm i'm happy that you're by his side and um your your place is on the radio and podcast and if there's anything i could ever do to help you know we're here um you have a good dynamic on your show let's talk about kermit and friends by the way Okay. Um, great hodgepodge of people on there. Tell us a little bit about the dynamic of the show for those who just don't, you know, just tuning in right now. So uh, Kermit and Friends, uh, I I did at the tail end of when I was uh, on the Howard Stern show. And it was a great experience for me because I didn't even know what was going on. I was using this website called Spreecast. I just logged on to it. And all of a sudden I was live. And I had no people watching, but it was, it was live. And I could tell how many people would, you know, could be there. And I was thinking, oh, this is pretty cool because all my time on the Howard Stern show, um, a lot of people would reach out to me after I had an appearance on there and they would right. be talking to me like through Facebook or Twitter. And I always thought it was really cool. Like the interaction, that, that was my favorite part of being on Howard Stern was the interaction with, uh, just regular people from like all over the world that had, because on the Howard Stern you you talk about your own life a lot and Howard gets right. a lot, lot out of you. And so because of that, I think people that are listening, they want to relate to someone. So sure. that's what I love about like podcasts and I love about radio in general is just the fact that you could, you could access these people that are having the same kind of problems. And me, I'm not somebody that hides things. I, I usually tell everybody everything. And like, that's, I don't like it is. You sure do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I tell everybody everything and I just like, I can't hold back. So a lot of people reach out to me. And so when I found um, like live streaming, which I wasn't aware of, uh, it was just so cool. I, I mean, I met, it was right after uh, like Benji kind of like dumped me. And all of a sudden, I had all these this access to like men, 
And I really liked that. Like it was fun. Yeah. So I met, I met like all kinds of men. That's how I met this guy, Gonzo. Okay. Um, Gonzo was like a big caller on the Howard Stern show. And he started coming on Kermit and Friends. Sure. And, and that's uh, right. What to that character. Yeah. So that's a, so when I was writing for Howard Stern, I thought he was so brilliant. Gonzo. And uh, I always thought that. And, you know, he was harassing Eric, uh, Eric, the actor, and he would just call in. I always thought he was great. But when he became a part of Kermit and Friends, I was just so flattered by that and just so happy about that. And it turned my situation, which was depressing. I mean, I they got rid of the whole Howard TV uh, section and they got rid of like me and like just a million people. And, and then Benji like pretty much dumped me after that. And so I was really, really miserable. And then I went from that to starting this podcast where nobody was watching it at all. And then all of a sudden, like Gonzo got involved and all these people got involved. And then Howard was playing Kermit and Friends on his show. And it was just so cool that finally I had control over something. Because in the world, right. you don't have control over anything. Like I was working no. for this huge company that made like $100 million last year, right? And and right. and this this year they're closed. And now I don't have a job. <laughs> you know? So it's like, you don't, you don't have control over anything like that. Like that's what's so frustrating. But in podcasting and when you do your own YouTube show... It really, if I put more work into it, it'll get better. You know, that that's just how, and, and nobody else can control it, really. Like, I can control it. Sure will. That, that's what I love about that. And um, so I just really appreciate the whole live streaming thing. So when I got my corporate job, I stopped doing Kermit and Friends. For, and then when my corporate job ended, then I, I started up again because I lost my dog Kermit and I named the show after her. So I'm doing it in her memory. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. And I was going to mention that in passing that they we're sorry about that because I did notice that when you started the show, you said up in heaven or something. Um, so, yeah. Tell us a little bit about your puppy. What kind of a dog was it? So she uh, she's Kermit. She's a Chihuahua Havanese mix. And I had her for almost 15 years. And, you know, that's Aww. like most of my adult life. And uh, she was just the best. She inspired me. I always did things for her. I always um, wanted to make money. So she ha had good, the best food and the best comfort. And she really was like the driving force of my life. So, wow. yeah, so everything I did was for her. Everybody knew her. I always brought her around everywhere. And she was just, and she introduced me to so many people because everywhere I went, she was there. So people would come to me because of her. So I know that most of the blessings of my life because of her and it was very odd that when i lost her i had been working from home uh for two months because like the whole quarantine and so her sure. last two months of her life i was actually having her on my lap all day instead of being at my office oh. so so there has been things where i i think she's still taking care of me in a way right oh absolutely she's an angel and watching over you um and and, and you have these characters. I was going to ask you because I was sort of like a fly on the wall. Yeah. And yeah. watching the, the show from backstage after I came on for a little bit, um, I saw there was an interaction between a gentleman and a lady. Um, they were going at it. Is That's not a put on. These people are actually like one is actually broken. I felt so badly for. And the, the guy is literally like he's got a lot of hatred or or is this just like part of a character that they play? Because it's pretty damn good. Yeah, so just because I collected so many people from doing this podcast that are fans of the podcast, I really wanted to include fans. Somebody really smart once told me something. If you make somebody a part of something, you know, they have more stock in it, right? So I could just, do a, I could just do a podcast by myself and talk to like one person or try to interview a celebrity, which by the way, I just don't enjoy trying to book celebrities. It's just like so unenjoyable. So I'd rather have um, I'd rather have fans be like the stars of the show. So that's cool. Love yeah. that principle. Yeah, yeah. So instead of like, because it's, it's really torturous reaching out to like I tried to book Opie from Opie and Anthony. Like I tried to book this guy because he he followed me on Twitter. So I'm like, oh, maybe he likes me. So I like reached out to him and started talking to him. And he, yeah. we were like talking back and forth, but I just felt like torturous trying to get him on my show. It just felt like, like, what is he like? Just say yes or no. Like it was just such torture. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I wanted him on, but I wasn't going to like beg him to come on. So yeah. that, that is very annoying. And 
So I would rather people really want to be a part of it. And I find that the people that really want to be a part of it to me are more interesting usually than someone that like does movies that are, are going to keep things so close to their chest. They don't reveal anything. I rather right. have people that reveal something. I, I want people crying. I want people upset. I want people happy and thrilled to be on. Yeah. I, I want people to be really a part of the community. I want them to be in the Kermit and Friends Discord. I want them to make artwork. I want them to be excited yes. because there's people, like I've had a lot of celebration in my life. You know, I was in a famous band that was on the radio. Yeah. Like, you know, I've, I've had, I've been celebrated. So I know what that feels like. But there are some people that have not felt that. So when you do bring those people in and you do give them a platform and they get fans, it's like so awesome to them and they're so appreciative. It's just a really I, I, nice thing. Absolutely right. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing to do um, and to um, be able to. It's so gratifying when you're able to do that. You're absolutely right about that. I've been to places where, you know, I've, I've walked down the red carpet and with famous people or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and there's a lady over in the corner. You could tell she wishes, holy shit, if I could only get a piece of that. And I say, hey, why don't you come over and take a picture with us? She's like, really? Like yeah. me? Yeah. Like only me? Like puny me? No. And, 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 and you, you are, uh, that, is, that is very refreshing. And, and thank you for sharing that. And um, um, you just went up another notch on my book. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> That was beautiful. And I know it comes from the heart because I, I feel, you know, the way you are, you're a straight shooter. You tell like it is. Um, so congratulations on that. I really mean that. That is fucking awesome to give people a platform. And and you see them like coming on and, and, and you know, they're part of it and they, they're enthusiastic. And, and I saw that. I did notice that, by the way. Well, another thing is that, I mean, I'm not a complete angel. When they come on, you know, they have to bring it. They have to bring it. Like, I want something. I want I want to know where they're coming from. They have to have opinions on things and on people. So to make the show really work, it has to be kind of like a show about a show where the people are all interacting. And if it's just nice, right. it's just, if it's just a bunch of people being nice to each other, I don't think it's that interesting. And, that, and that's why I like having it. Gotta have drama. Yeah, and, and Andy, even though he wasn't on the show last week, he still brings so much drama to the show. Like, I couldn't <laughs> get a better, like, person because not only did he bring himself, but he brought, like, all these – he has, like, 11 roommates, and, like, he has, like, you know, all these people that are just so crazy and interesting and, and uh, scary sometimes. And I, I love that because, I mean, if you just had a bunch of people being so sweet, it's just – that's boring. But if you have a bunch of people that are being sweet and then also people yelling at each other and being weird and, like, who the hell is that? And, like, where did that guy come from? I, I love that. So the more colorful it is, uh, the, the more I, I enjoy myself. And uh, that's what I just really look for is color and people that are uh, different. Like I have a guy on there called Trumpster Bob, who's like a really hardcore conservative Republican living in Texas. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. So I got that guy. And then, you know, I live like in uh, Beverly Hills here. And, you know, so I'm the opposite of that guy. And then, you uh -huh. know, we have we have other people. We have uh, Sharman Smith, who ran for president, uh, the last presidential oh. election. She was a Democratic yeah. uh, nominee. You know, so we have her. And then we have, you know, a bunch of crackheads from Andy's apartment. Yeah, I love <laughs> it. Know, so. I love it. That's right. The, the guy the guy that was taken aback and, like, uh, you know, toward the end, like, holy shit, where are you, girl? I want to hang out with yeah, you. Yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> He's great. He's great. And yeah. you bring it, you definitely bring it. And and that's one of the things that that I really I, I enjoyed. And and uh, you know, um, I have a friend of mine, her name is Brandy Aguilar, who you would love, and I'm gonna send you her info. Maybe you can get in touch with her. Oh, thanks. Uh, Brandy, thanks. Brandy was on clickbait. Um uh, a, a film that's on i think it's on netflix or something she's cool but she does all these different voices and characters and, and she's pretty hot out there in terms of the the views and, and yeah you would love her you would love really? her. I'm gonna get you into i i i'm not kidding you when i tell you brandy aguilar look her up she's from out in the valley somewhere well i'm out in the valley in woodland hills but she's out in the valley and 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 yeah she would love to do your show i'm almost like positive. I did bring you up. I brought brought up the I brought up the podcast, and then I brought you up. And then I, she says, "Oh, that sounds interesting." Oh, okay. And then like she sent me her email. And she goes, "Yeah, send the information." And so I'm gonna go ahead and do that to you because I would love for you to have her on. <clears throat> I think she would just 
um, add to the value. It should add value to the show. Oh, that's um, so awesome. That's perfect. That's like uh, the perfect kind of person I, I need. And mm -hmm. want. Yeah, actress, uh, everything, comedian. She's not fucking like, she'll talk about, you know, the shit, the farts, and everything else in between. <laughs> wow, that would be um, great. Because I don't really have yeah. anyone like that yet. So that's pretty cool. She's she's awesome. I mean, fucking amazing. She's she's totally a star. Um, Cobra Starship. This was your um tell us about the band. You're obviously a musician, you wear different hats. Cobra Starship, when did it happen and 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 why are you not singing or why are you not in the music industry anymore? Well, it's funny you say that. A bunch of weird things have happened recently. First of all, I bumped into the girl that replaced me in Cobra Starship yesterday. I just bumped into her yesterday, oddly <laughs> enough. And um, yeah, I'm friendly with her now because she actually let me interview her on Kermit and Friends. But um, yeah, I was in this band, Cobra Starship. It was a great opportunity. I had been trying to be in the music industry for years. I mean, ever since I was like a little kid. And uh years and years and years of going on auditions and just bad auditions, not even any good ones. And finally, I uh, ran into this guy, Gabe Saporta, at a nightclub. He was starting a band. And I, I, I joined his band and it like blew up. And we got to be on the Jimmy Kimmel show. Uh, we got to tour, uh, you know, all over the country and meet other famous bands that we played with. And it was it was amazing. It was amazing time for me uh but then it got bad because i didn't really uh, the whole um so the whole idea of being in a band is very fun extremely fun but then it like turned for the worst because i i don't know i didn't really get along with those guys and i now i know why because i talked to the girl that replaced me she didn't really get along with them either so they're kind of just like I, I don't i'm still figuring it out maybe i need like some therapy about it but um it's just these guys, they're just not that nice. They're just not nice people. Mm. But it, it's very weird because now I'm, I'm kind of religious and I look at things a little differently. Okay. And uh, I wish I kind of would have looked at things the way I do now then. Because I think I would have been, I, I think I just took everything personally back then. And that's something that I struggle with is like, I'm really super sensitive and I was really sensitive when I was in the band that I didn't feel like anybody liked me and I was really insecure. And that is something that hurt me back then. I should have just been like one of those cocky assholes, like the guys that I was in the band with. That's what they were like. They were very cocky and right. they just weren't that nice, you know? And if I would have been like that, maybe I would have, it would have been better for me, but I'm a very sensitive person. If anybody says anything yeah. to me at all, I get very offended. Yeah. Yes. The water signs tend, we tend to be that way. I mean, even though we, we have to like, you know, grow up, grow up and, 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 and have a, you know, pretty much a developing a, a, a elephant skin or, you know, in order to take on all this shit because Hollywood is, is, is not so nice most of the time, you know? And a lot of us can go to a million auditions before you land one. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's for sure. And now, I, I, I was thinking, you know, I don't even want to do anything like that anymore. I was thinking that. But then, I mean, today I have a meeting at like three o'clock with a guy, like a music producer. So you never know. I just I, I'm um, I'm torn on like what what direction I want to go. And if I want to go back in that direction again, I'm not really sure. But but definitely the podcast uh, thing you, you're 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 good at and keep it up. Um, did you want to do a second part tomorrow is what we were talking about? Um, it's up to you. We could do it now or we can do it tomorrow. It's up to you. Let's do it. Let's do it tomorrow. I got to okay. run because I have a meeting also with some with some folks. It's a reality show that's in the works. Um, oh, cool. I, yeah, I'll tell you all about it um, at some point. But anyway, um, you know what? We're just so grateful to have you on today. This is one of two parts, guys. So uh, once again, this is Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. Yours truly, Seth Ghosting. Super excited to have Elisa Jordana on our show today. Thank you. And tomorrow we'll resume. We'll pick up where we left off. How's that? Sounds great. All right. Have a great time. All Thanks right. again. Tomorrow. Bye. All right. Bye. Hi, Lisa. Welcome back to the show. How are you? How's your day going? It's going good. It's going really good. Um, fun day so far. And uh, I have like the lunch meeting that I'm looking forward to at one of my favorite restaurants. And what, what, uh, what is that? What what would that be? Uh, this place called Avra. Okay. It's, um, it's in West, West Hollywood. 
Well, not just Beverly Hills, but it's a it's a beautiful restaurant. I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm meeting a few people there, so that'll be good. And then uh, just had uh, I'm actually really nervous about this one thing I'm doing. I'm doing my uh -huh. stand up. Uh, oh, really? And they ca they're calling it the best of San Francisco stand up. But uh, okay. it's funny because I just never did stand up before, so I don't know how it could be the best. <laughs> you'll be fine i think you'll do fine uh, has andy been giving you some pointers he doesn't do stand-up either everybody thinks he does but he really doesn't he, do he doesn't like have any jokes he just goes up okay. there and just like basically just like i don't know shoots from the hip yeah 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 he doesn't he doesn't like i don't think he has any jokes that's for sure because every time i call him a stand-up he says oh i'm not a stand-up so i don't think he's yeah. a stand-up but i mean he just goes up he's up there but i don't know what he's really doing so you're you you've taken classes or or you've been watching enough uh, comedians? They, thought, they just mis mistook me as a stand-up. Like they thought I was one. I don't know why they thought that. These people they reached out to me <laughs> and they said, oh, you know, we're gonna have you go on the show. And I just said yes. And I didn't really That's fantastic. It. And then like when I saw their website, it said best of San Francisco stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, how, what the fuck did I sign up for? Yeah, I thought it was just like going to be like a regular podcast like this, you know, but like, I guess right. not. Well, you'll be fine as long as you start, you start with some, you know, self-deprecating stuff and, yeah, you know, and then, yeah. 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 You'll be okay. Yeah. Just look serious. And then, and then it's shocking and the people laugh. Plus you have a presence to yourself and, and, and that works. And, it's on a Zoom now. Okay, it's on the Zoom. Mm, yeah, so okay. I don't know how presence on a Zoom. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, that's true. That's that's also true. Yeah. Um, so what's a morning look like for you? Like, what do you normally do? Um, let's say you get up, are you a juicer? Do you work out? Do you do like yoga? Um, so I work uh from home right now. Uh, I, I'm doing like consulting because I used to work like full time at an office. And when I was doing that, I would go to the gym at five. And that was so awesome for me. And that's when Holy I'm like, really doing my best when I'm uh, up really mm -hmm. early like that. Like that, that was the way I was before. I would go to the gym at five and it was so yeah. awesome. I felt great and I'd walk to work. But now, oh my God, ugh, I don't go to the gym at all now. And I yeah. just, yeah, I don't eat anything. <laughs> I don't think I should. Be. I don't know. You're, not, you're like, you're you're definitely a morning person. I got to tell you because I I imagine that either that or you're just a good actor. Oh, yeah, you no, just genuinely I like have that. Morning, I like it. I like being up before other people, and I like. Uh -huh. uh, are you okay? Because I feel like I hear an echo. Uh slightly. Do you, do you hear me? It's not echoing now, but I I also okay. caught that. Just a little tad bit. Okay, just making sure. Can you hear? Let me let me see. Yeah, yeah, I, no, you're fine. There's no echo, but um, yeah. So uh, now it's different. I do like a lot of my work on the phone and like, ugh, just my computer, and it's very boring. But uh, yeah, I haven't been going to the gym, but I want to start. I I walk like five miles a day though, so that's good. Oh, okay. Yeah, really? So you walk? Do you park your car like far away? Also, that's what I try to do. Well, I walk most places, so like, uh, well, I'm not walking now to my meeting, but uh, like yesterday, I had a meeting with this guy that was um, a, like a big songwriter. He wrote uh, with the Black Eyed Peas songs and like all these big songs. Oh, yeah. What's and his I, name? His name is Prince Board. P R I N P Z Board. You know him? I know. I know him. I actually drove him. Super cool guy. I have him in my contact somewhere. That's bizarre. Wow. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's weird. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool as fuck. Cool dude. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not looking yesterday because I was thinking. So I met him very randomly. Um, he, I was at this party. My one of my colleagues from my financial firm had a, a surprise party, and I went. To, and this is like one of the first. I mean, I haven't been to a party in a year, you know. And I went to this party, yeah. and he was performing at it. The guy Prince Ford along with all these other people. And they were all in like a big group performing and singing. And he really stood out to me. Like he was incredible. And uh, he was talking to me and I told him about my podcast. 
And I was thinking I should like do something with this guy. I don't know what, like sometimes like when I meet somebody that's really talented, I'm like, what can I do? Like, how can I collaborate with this person? Right. And so I was thinking about that. So I want to get him on Kermit and friends maybe or something. Yeah. You never know. I mean, that Andy, fantastic. Oh yeah. And Andy wants to do like an album with me. <laughs> I guess. Oh. Like, an album. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, maybe he can be involved with that. So yeah. You know, so many things. So we met up at uh, the Grove. I walked there and it was so funny. I, I, okay. It was so weird. Like, you know, when synchronicity is working in your favor, so I was right. able to meet this guy, Prince Ford, at the uh, at the Grove. On my way, I bumped into Andy's boyfriend, Lucas. Okay? Because Andy <laughs> had a boyfriend named Lucas, and he was there. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, it's so funny that you're here right now. And so he was there. And then this other guy, like, recognized me from Howard Stern. He's like, oh, how's Benji? And okay. I was so put off by that and, like, not expecting it that I think right. I came off kind of rude. Because I wasn't like sure. expecting it, and I always want to come off nice to people, but I think I came off like a little bit rude because I was just so shocked. And then right. the guy came, and then I kind of like just turned my back to the other guy, but I felt so guilty about that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Prince is the coolest guy I've ever met in in the music business. I I met several. Uh, you know, being a driver, I, I used to I used to drive the Black Eyed Peas. I know every single one of them pretty damn well. And and Prince was their their like singer songwriter. I'm not gonna say he collab basically collaborated. I mean, I'm sure a lot of it came from the group uh, collectively. But yeah, he's a hell of a of a of a of a dude, uh, an artist in in every respect of the word. And and I'm happy. I'm happy that that you guys connected. Yeah, yeah. It, wow. He um he sang this song I never heard of before at this party that I was at, and it was like the greatest song. It was incredible. It wasn't like a famous song. It was like his song. And before I knew that he was with the Black Eyed Peas writing with them, I didn't know anything about him. I just knew he was so great. And uh, I, it, you don't even need to know that about him. He stands out so much. Yeah, he really did. You know, I'm just really impressed. Really impressed with this guy. So we'll see. Um, tell me again. I will play on Kermit and Friends soon. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. You have... I also noticed it popped up that you have someone, you have a special guest tomorrow on Sunday. Yeah, yeah Elizabeth Harding Weinstein, who was just on um, Alex Jones Infowars. Um, oh, very cool. Yeah, she's accusing her husband of being a pedophile. And uh, she's, if you look at her Instagram or her Twitter or her Facebook, I mean, she's on every news outlet just claiming that her husband's a pedophile. And it's just so fascinating. And her kids aren't speaking to her and her house got burned down. And I mean, really? she's like, oh my gosh, she's such a character and she's so amazing. And I really love her. So, so yeah, she's going to be on. She's been through the ringer. <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, she has. She's really like, and she's very outspoken. She, she's not one to clam up. You know, she had all this bad stuff happen right. instead of being depressed and just uh, quiet about it. She's shouting it from the rooftops, man. I mean, she's and her her husband that she's claiming as a pedophile is a really famous yeah. player. Like, oh, um, wait, let me look him up. Elizabeth Harding, um, Brian White. Okay, I don't know if I should say his name, but anyway, this guy that well, actually, she's saying his name. So the guy yeah. that she's accusing of being a pedophile, he's like a huge lawyer. That's like a really famous lawyer, right? And so, mm. you know, this is a this has become big news that she's accusing him of this. So it's just wild. The whole situation is just unbelievable. That's fucking nuts. Um, so let me ask you something on the show since we're on the show yeah. with Kermit and friends. Um, so let's say I got sent uh, an, an email was sent to me and it was you were CC'd on it. And I was just wondering if that was like whenever you want to chime in, you just jump on. Is that how the, the kind of the dynamics to the show? Yeah, so when I, okay. I when I meet someone like the way I met you, and they're uh -huh. like like Kermitarian, which means right. like they're Kermit Kermit friendly. Um, okay. What I do is I send them an email so that way if they want if they watch a show, if they have an opinion on something, like say you okay. agree with what Lizzie's saying, or like say you have like some kind of strong opinion about something. I love when like people chime in. I love it. Okay. That's why I right. that. and uh, yeah. I, mean, I just wanted to know how that works because yeah, I did yeah. notice people pop up in, in and out and stuff, and 
So I figured maybe that's kind of the way it goes, but I don't want to just show my face and say, hello. No, I, I, <laughs> yeah. if you want to be part of it, if you want to be like a regular reoccurring guest, that's what I love. Those are my favorite people on the show because they just contribute so much and they really enjoy it. But I don't like when people are involved that like don't really enjoy it. I want people to really have fun and uh, yeah. get something out of it. Like my uh, Charmin Smith, this one woman I have on the show, she met this guy. And now they just went to Miami together. Like, that's she, met, she, had fan, she had a fan that, that she met, like a fan, or because she was on the show, they she both, met someone. They both were on it. They both were on the show. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Really? They, they just went to Miami together. And it, like, they don't realize, like, how meaningful that is to me, you know? Well, you and Andy, same situation, right? I yeah, mean, kind same of. Situation. Uh, me and Gonzo, same situation. A lot of yeah. people, a lot of people meet that's, this way. But well, you're bringing people together. You're like playing Cupid of sorts. That's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I, I just wanted to, you know, basically I wanted yesterday. I had a, I had a, I had a leave because I had a meeting. Um, there's a reality show that's going to be, that's already shooting, but it's um, post-production right now. I guess it's in post-production, but um uh, they wanted investors, and 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 I knew a few people that that were uh, willing to um, to take a look at the project, and so that's what happened. So I had to run out that, and then take mom over to a doctor's appointment. So otherwise, we would have continued our conversation yesterday, and and but that's all. That's okay, you know. Yeah, no, um, I, uh, that sounds very important. All those things. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, so I wanted to to ask you, you know. Um, you, you know, if you ever had um, any ghost experiences of, you know, nowadays, um, there's a lot of, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but YouTube is really, really popular for having people record stuff on their like home cams, you know, of, of just crazy, you know, unexplainable um, occurrences when it comes to the outside realm, like just sort of, you know, spiritual entities. What's that? Like an actual ghost? Yeah. Oh wow. I do not want that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I you know, I gotta tell you, um the I've experienced quite a bit of phenomenons of that nature at a house where we used to stay out in Silver Lake way back when and um there was a house that was haunted. I was told that from the beginning and I didn't pay any attention. Of course, I'm kind of an adventurer and being so I decided, you know, I wanna I don't know. For some reason, I just I have a good vibe about the house, so a ghost is not going to scare me. If anything, I'm going to scare it. Wow. So wow. we get into the house and we settle in, and and the whole bit, and just things started like shifting. Like I would leave my hat in one place and it'd end up someplace else. So I truly believe the house was haunted. Some you know uh, entity of another realm would come around occasionally, and and sort of you know it, it was bizarre. It kind of. To me, it was almost like, dude, am I on something? But I haven't like smoked anything. <laughs> right? I mean, that's gotta be some good shit, you know? What's that? Did the ghost talk to you or just did its own thing? No, I, it just, I know I felt, okay, so you feel like you feel there's energy in the room, you know, and you feel there's something when there's something that's like tugging at you or, you know, something sort of, you know, graces you, you know, you're like, cutting something up, chopping something, and you feel something gracing you, like a, a nice, you know, cold draft going through. And you're like, whoa, what the hell? There's nothing here. And there's nobody here. And you're like, suddenly you just sort of feel like, fuck, I'm not alone, you know? <laughs> I mean, how old was the house? What's that? How old was the house? The house was about, you know, like, I would, it was about 100 years old at the time. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking, right. So there had somebody apparently... You know, the rumor goes that somebody had died in there. You know, but sure, every home there's going to be folks that died. I mean, if they're about 80 to 100 years, you know, there's going to be more than one person that died in the house or that died going to the hospital or whatever, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, anywhere. I mean, I, I, you know, we live in Woodland Hills now and, you know, in a condo. And sometimes I feel like, okay, there's, there could definitely be something here. It's, I think this place is not new by, any standard, it's at least 20 years old. Some Someone could have died in here, you know, for all I know. Yeah. But um, at any rate, I, yeah, so I wanted to, to see if you had any kind of, you know, out of 
probably out of body experience, weird or weird ghosts, or do you believe in such thing, you know, or phenomenons or? I definitely believe in it. Um, I feel like, uh, I mean, I had my dog Kermit die in my arms and right. that was a very unusual uh, spiritual experience where I felt like really like warm and like connected to heaven. Right. So since then, I look at death really differently. Like, I'm not scared of death at all now. Mm -hmm. And it really uh, just made me feel extremely different. Like, I used to be so scared of everything. Now, as right. far as death, I'm not afraid because it doesn't seem, like, as bad as I thought. Right. You think? What do you think is in the afterlife, according to you? Um, gosh, I don't know. Um. I mean, you do I believe in the higher power. You do believe in God, right? Oh, yeah. I 100% believe in God. It seems like there would be something good up there. Got to be better than here. Here doesn't seem that good. Uh, yeah. And then that said, you know, do you notice, you know, how do you feel like the whole, you know, uh, I would say, I wouldn't say politically, but, um, you know, the state of the, the compass, the moral compass, I guess, of our country these days. <laughs> I feel like horrible about that. Um, yeah, just uh, the opposing forces, people sure. feeling so differently against one another and like hating each other for feeling differently about something. Um, yeah. Like uh, it just feels like unkind, a lot of it. So I like even. It's funny, like I, I, I'm friends with a lot of older ladies from like Beverly Hills. A lot of like old women live there, right? And mm -hmm. uh, so I'm friends with them. And even them who are like so nice, if you mention like Joe Biden or something, they just like get so mean, like, you know, and, and, and vice versa and the other way around too, like for, you know, some people. But the like uh, just like hatred towards any person I don't think serves us. Um, you know, to be hateful towards someone. Um, so even if you feel, you know, no matter what side you're on, I just feel like politics and like talking about politics never like has a good result. <laughs> like, like I never heard a conversation that I enjoyed about it. How about a person that's not a politician, a person kind of with your demeanor, my demeanor, possibly running for an office like you ever considered running for like governor yeah. for example yes i have yeah yeah so I, I think i think this is the perfect place for for you to um throwing your bid do you want to run for governor if newsom gets recalled that's the big question yeah and you know i don't even hate newsom as much as everybody else like i don't really hate people no. like that like um no, you don't. i i i really don't um and uh would I I would like to be governor. I'd like to be mayor of Beverly Hills. That would be great. Um I actually you know, becoming a park ranger so I could be mayor. Cause you know, you just you just move up. You just start working for the city. And uh I did apply to you have, I love Angeline. Angeline, yeah. you know, is a staple, a Hollywood staple in terms yeah. of uh, you know, you see her places. I have a car. I mean, when when I started this this Instagram for for the goat, you know, uh Seth Goldstein and, and, and the podcast and whatnot. Um, I saw her, I had a sighting. I've been seeing her for the last 25 years and every year she has a new Corvette, new pink Corvette. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. and she's running, I, I guess she wants to also jump on the bandwagon to people that have, might not, might barely know anything on the surface in terms of politics, but is willing to go in and, and possibly, uh, you know, go in for the for the seat you know that being um if if in fact newsom gets recalled which yeah. i don't know you know but so so uh Alyssa, uh you you're considering um maybe a run for governor is that what you're saying i was thinking mayor. I, was, I was thinking mayor uh but yeah I mean, anything because i just there's a lot of things like i hate that are going on right now like i do not like yeah. um like you know, it's, it's, uh, people are so Gas against prices. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean that, 
it's there's so much like trash everywhere, like just so yeah. dirty, everywhere so dirty. The violence, yeah. even in Beverly Hills, this violence. There was uh, sure. people being shot that are just sitting on outdoor restaurants, and that's why I won't sit at an outdoor restaurant unless it's um like in the back because people are getting wow. shot sitting on outdoor restaurants. I don't know what to do about that, but it just doesn't seem good. Um, and I don't know who to blame. I don't. I wouldn't say blame like Newsom for that. I, I don't know who no. to blame for that. I don't. Yeah, I. You know, there's good and bad in every governor. Years ago, um, you know, you had a, a governor, Gray Davis, at the time, and he got recalled, and then we got Arnold, and um, you know, all of them. It's really hard because they get pulled every which way and they have people working for them. And so at the end of the day, they're the ones that and he's or, or the governor is the one that gets the flack, not the folks that, that run around doing the work, you know. And right. so I think a lot of them have great ideas and they just it's a, it's very circumstantial in that if something goes wrong at a given moment, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're the ones that fuck you at the wrong place at the wrong time, you know, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. But um, I think Gavin Newsom is trying his best to, you know, to work with. I know he's giving six hundred dollars. Did you receive a six hundred dollar check, by the way? No, I didn't. Did you? Yeah, the California. Uh, I don't. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see because I this year I didn't make no seventy five thousand. I know I didn't make over seventy five. So I'm wondering if I get, I, I could possibly get that California stipend or whatever six hundred dollar stimulus yeah. check. And then he's going to roll out another one. So it, it's, you know, he's trying his best to stimulate the economy and, and you know, get well, back. because For him, it's just like out of control. Like out of, I, I just changed the subject when these people bring him up. Right. Because I just, it's so strange. And, and I feel like they're being fed news that, like my sure. Republican friend, she said to me, she goes, she goes, oh, they're going to, they're going to take away our cheeseburgers. And I go, I'm like, where did you hear that? Like, where, how, like, where did you? Like, and they're just reading anything, like just anything that's out there. They're just reading and just believing, and um, just very like, uh, I like. It's weird. I want no part of it, but I do want to help, and I don't know how I can yeah. help. Um, I don't know what if, I don't know what to do. I want to help, but I don't know how. If you if you decide to and run for governor like these other celebs, yeah, uh, I. You can count on my help and a few other people that I'm sure Andy would help and um, all the Kermit and friends would throw. You have a lot of very talented people on that show with so much smarts and wit. They can all probably help. And who knows? We need a female governor, honestly, in California. So that that's it. You know, give it a thought. And if you decide we'll start doing those signatures or. I don't know what it takes. What does it take actually to say, you know what, I'm running? I mean, you could say if you're I running. Governor, like, what would I do? Like, you know, okay. I just, well, I know what's the doing. first thing you would do, uh, Elisa, if you were the governor of California? That's what I, I, I want. I don't want any guns anymore because uh, okay. I want the violence. Guns kill, plain and simple. Yeah, yes. yeah. I don't want anybody to have a gun. Nope. I'd much rather have somebody with a knife than a gun. Like, you know, at least a knife, you can outrun it. A gun, you totally. can't. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I think that'd be my number one. And I think my number two yeah. would be like this homeless situation is just so out of control mm -hmm. that, I mean, I know they're building those like little tiny houses. They did that. Yeah, North Hollywood, right off the 170. You got to check it out. Have you seen them? I, I've seen it in a picture, but yeah. um, but I think there has to be like so many more because yeah, like Brentwood. Yeah. I mean, just every everywhere, everywhere. It's really, really super bad. And I don't know. I haven't been that's in nationwide. You know, it's nationwide that problem. Um, that would be the big one to tackle. You're right. So you would have to definitely, you know, um, uh, look at that and and see what the options would be. And um, oh, you, you know, know what else? Dan, sure. people won't, actually, you might not like this. Um, you know those like high speed cars. Like uh, the okay. one, so like, I, like I, I do not like those cars. So I, I just am constantly reading about these guys and like Lamborghinis and Ferraris, like oh, killing sure. people. They're killing people, okay. and I know they're. Well, cool yeah, cars. it's not okay. Yeah, I know they're cool cars. I know they're fast, and they show that you're rich. But fuck those guys. That's what I have to say. Yeah, I that this is the one thing that really That's gets right. me. Really well, you and me, and you're um, speaking to the choir. <laughs> yeah, like these guys yeah. that are speeding and killing people. 
they're like my least favorite people on earth. They're, they're, those are people I actually do despise because they're just show-offs. They're braggadocious. They have no, they, their ego is disgusting. And I would ban those cars. I hate those cars. Can't stand them. Right. So that's great. That's that's really good. I mean, you like really Seth, have a good head on your shoulders. Seth, one second, one second. I'm just going to call. Millie? Millie? Hi. Are you there? No. Um, this is my friend Millie. 245. I'm, I'm finished with my shopping at Friday. And it's only one o'clock, so I could be ready at one thirty. But you, you can't be ready then, right? No, I'm just finishing up something like one thirty, two o'clock. I'll be there. I'll be there. Okay. Okay. Uh, you want to try? I'm Millie. Two forty-five. That's kind of like it's right across the street. Maybe it's not the street No, we could try. We could try this place, and if they don't have a spot for us, we'll go somewhere else. Okay, you know, it's right across the street from a place that we have gone to twice. The one that's expensive, and then the other side goes to Remember that? That's a park. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll just go somewhere and call me. Tell me where you are, and I'll go there, okay? Okay. Okay. So right. like, yeah, like a half an hour. Okay, great. Okay. All right, bye. All right, that's my friend, Billy. Oh, she's adorable. She's so sweet. And bless your heart. I'm concerned that I'm echoing right now. Hold on one second. A little concerned that there might be an echo right now. Hold on. Yeah. Especially just then. Okay. Can you hear me? It's amazing how it changed the whole dynamic. Yeah. Okay. Good. So we were talking about you possibly throwing in your bid for governor and you have the greatest freaking ideas if i may add oh my god thank you wow really good ideas. what else what else could could you possibly do and the, and this is a collective effort of course you'd have other people the you know deputies uh, folks that are helping you uh, around so you know um what what other ideas uh, do you think like the trash is definitely a a, a uh, so you know, cause for concern, um, and then what other uh, issues do you think you ought to tackle? Um, maybe hybrid buses, school buses, so school buses? it does better for the. Oh, like environment stuff. So I right. could I could see how that would that would be important, but like for me, for me, like violence, violence is so upsetting. Upsetting. So I would yeah. go after anything that's like violence. Um. So, for instance, uh, you know, those cars, the, the shootings, and then there's aggressive dog breeds that are really causing problems in, in my city where people are being attacked. And I hate that. And I hate that. Sure. I hate that. Um, yeah. So there I would, I would work on that somehow. Um, so environmental. Yeah, that's that's good. Definitely. So the guns, gun control and maybe eradicate that situation what about um there's also been a surge in like writing like tagging and and um you know graffiti all over the walls and see, stuff Seth, you know I, I i could see why people would be upset about that it doesn't bother me that much right like i'd rather them be busy doing that well that? no I, I mean i'd rather those people be busy doing that at least something artistic than going right. out and uh, robbing people or, you know, cause those people that are doing that, they're not the best people, right? Because they're already breaking rules. So I'd rather them break a rule in a nice way with some artwork than uh, bothering, you know, senior citizens or those other things. So that, that would be low on my agenda. I think like the main thing on my agenda is I just want people to be safe and I want people to feel safe. And there's not a safe feeling right now. There's just not. No, there isn't at all. I mean, just going down the street at a certain time of the day doesn't matter anymore. It used to be that we would like wait, you know, if it got dark or whatever, people would think twice about going places. Certain areas, listen, but now, like you said, you said it best, Beverly Hills, I mean, Woodland Hills, um, Tarzana, you know, Calabasas, just to name a few areas, Arcadia, goodness. It's it's gone out of control. I lived in Alhambra for like 10 years and I never saw any crime when I was there. Kid you not. 
just of the last what couple of years it's it's kind of out of control it's a, it's a big mess everywhere yep and yep. it takes someone with good ideas and you know i mean i mean ideally yeah we wish we could get it all done but at least someone that you know that can take those first baby steps in the right direction you know yeah i'd love definitely. to do it I'd i mean i would need help but i would love to do it i i definitely think that you know um Melissa, if you definitely want to do it, you know, you got a team behind you and, and, you know, I, I'm very happy that, that you're going to do this. And hopefully, you know, if he was to get, um, if, if Newsom does get, I, I mean, I don't know, I, either way, it's great. But in the event that, you know, Newsom gets recalled, then maybe there's an opportunity for a female with a good head on her shoulders and great ideas, who's not a politician to step in and do the job. Yeah, like Lily Boss, who's the mayor of Beverly Hills. I mean, she's just like a nice person and she does walks with the community once a week and she talks about like the issues with the, the you know random people that just live here. And I love that about her. And she she was the one that built the dog park and she she just does nice things for the community and and that's something I appreciate. I appreciate. That's fabulous. Um well, the, our time is up. It's insane. You, um, you know, we bounce off each other's ideas really well and you're great. Yeah, and obviously you. you've been doing this for a long time and, um, we're so happy that, you know, you came on and I'm happy. Uh, I wish you nothing but the best for the rest of the day. I hope all your meetings go well. And I guess yeah. Sunday I'll be listening in on Kermit and friends. Yay. Oh, your social media, your social media real quick. I obviously follow you, but the, our listeners just for them anyway. What is okay. your social media? Okay. Where can they find you? So I'm Melissa Jordana on Twitter and Instagram. And that's where I mainly am. Oh, and also like YouTube, I'm Elisa Jordana. Yeah, so I'm Elisa Jordana on everything. Across the board. And yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's been great. So you've been listening to Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. Thank you so much, Elisa. It's been a pleasure, a real pleasure. And have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye. Bye.